Let's get motivated to move forward as we share our life experiences. Carla Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone like we always do with some worship music. This is It Is Well. It is performed by a group that I am a member of called For Change. Sit back and enjoy. This blessed assurance control Shed his own blood for my soul. 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. I hope you enjoyed It Is Well, performed by For Change. Well, everyone, our show is the program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to loveministriesbills.org. You can get all of the great information about Love Ministries there. Also, go to my website, carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K, Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. I'm so excited about this interview. Number one, because uh, the slogan for uh, this young lady that we're talking to today is she aims to bring kingdom to culture. And Carla Nivens Entertainment aims to influence culture for the good of the kingdom. So we're going to have a great time today. We're talking with Antrice Jones. She is the owner, writer, creator, director, and producer of Antrice Jones Productions, LLC. She has written and produced over 16 mind-blowing stage play productions and is currently working on her film and TV series. Antrice, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Oh, thank you all for having me. It's such a blessing to be here. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, we are so excited to hear all about, I'm so, I'm interested in every single thing that you do, literally. So (laughs) I'm excited for our conversation, but let's start at at the Every Heart, Every Woman radio. We always like to start with the backstory. We want to know what is it that you have been through in your life that has gotten you to where you are today? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that I am a witness to and that I can testify to is that God will give you vision even when you're in a dark place. Hmm. And I had a dark place in my life and I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I lost my vision and I had a why me moment like, Lord, why? Why me? At all all I've done, why? Why? And it was clear as day as why not you? I need a vessel that can go and not be fearful about speaking and taking me out into the wilderness amongst those who are lost, amongst those who need vision, who need who need to see again. You know, they were blind, they're blind, but now they need to see. They need to see that God is still evident and he's present, you know, and he's not gone, you know, he's there. And so I just when I um, was diagnosed, I I really just asked God at that moment, Lord, if you restore my vision, Lord, whatever you need me to do, I'll be a vessel. I ha- I'm all I was already doing things in the kingdom. Um, at the time, I was over um, a drill team at my former church, and I had did that for over eleven years with a group of beautiful young kids. Um, very talented. And so we began to act and, you know, and drill within our routines and things like that. And we did our first um, play production and it kind of started there, but it wasn't until the attack on my body when I was just like, okay, God, what is it? It's like it, that, that moment steered me to something bigger, steered me to a moment where I was like, God, I'm in this big, empty place, and I don't know what you want me to do, but God said, it's in you. I need you to get your pen, your pencil, and I need you to write. And I began to write, and God said, I want you to reach those people who 
or in the world right now who need to see me on a, in a different light. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we like to put God in a box and God is like, don't, don't put me in a box. You know, I'm a big God and I do big things. I'm bigger than your situation. I'm bigger than your circumstance. I'm bigger than those things that you may think that are overtaking you in your life. And sometimes it leads people in, in those places where they want to be suicidal, where they want to give up, where they want to quit. And God is like, please, I need some vessels who are not scared to go out and go and reach those individuals. Sometimes the four walls of the church, we get so caught up in those four walls. And God is like, I need you to go out beyond the four walls. I need you to go out into the streets into the, to reach the children. I mean, spiritual warfare, a lot of my plays, a lot of the things that I do um, are surrounding spiritual warfare and things like that. And a lot of my life experiences, me going through things has made me say, you know what, Lord, if you did it for me, you can do it for them. And so just, I'm telling you, my children, even for my children, my children um, all have autism. You know, so I'm an autism mom mm-hmm. and um, my children are very gifted, very talented. And one of the things that I try to do and be example for them is by letting them know that no matter what your circumstances, you can do whatever God sets in your heart to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing can stop you no matter what. And I instill that in them. I push them to know that they are great. They're God's creations, just like he created me. Even though I have, you know, this illness, you know, it doesn't, I I don't let it make me when it comes to what I do for God. I don't let it overtake me. I know where my help come from. The same way with my children, you know, God gives us help. Even when we want to throw in the towel and quit, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. But me being a young girl from Stop Six area of Fort Worth mm. and having this big vision, you know, it's like, God, what do you, even when I, when I felt like I couldn't, I, I knew I could, you know, mm. I felt like I couldn't. I hope that makes sense. I felt like I yes. couldn't, but I knew I could. I knew mm. I could because I had God on my side. I knew God was there and I knew God wouldn't take me into a situation or put me on an assignment where he wouldn't. He may allow the weapon to form, but it would not prosper. And so I'm a living witness to that. And that's just, that's a little bit of my, my background. Boy, I could talk all day long about my, about my backstory. Yes, I'm sure. And you know, I, so I know very little about autism. So I don't want to say the the wrong thing, but it seems like to me that most of my friends, um, people who are in my life, Um, who have children with autism, they seem to say that the arts seems to wake up their um, ability to communicate, wakes them up to um, being able to just talk to other people and and interact with the world um, in the way that's best for them and just kind of like brings them a life in a, in a certain yes. way. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And that is so true. And a lot of the children that I work with, even um, within my productions, um, they all have, they all have autism, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm real big on 
letting a person have an opportunity um, and letting them see the greatness that is within themselves. Because one of my son, my oldest one, he's a part of a lot of my play productions and projects. And it's just something about it that just makes him just just go off where it's like you, you see a different side of him you know and sometimes right. we 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 think that oh, okay well they're limited you know they're not limited they're not mm-hmm. they're the most gifted kids but the most gifted human beings that God has created you know they are very talented and I work with them in you know in season and out of season just to push them to not give up we mold ways and create different techniques for them because a lot of things is repetition for them. Okay. So, you know, and with them having so many different spectrums of autism, you know, of course my son is high functioning. Well, all three of my children are high functioning, but um, you wouldn't even know it unless you were around them, you know, constantly 24 seven. And even the children who are involved in the films and the play productions and things like that, who have autism or are on the learning or on a spectrum, you know, I have to deal, handle them differently, you know, because one may be visual and one may be, you know, nonverbal. So I may have to get him a nonverbal role, you Mm -hmm. know, or something, you know, I just do things to try to keep them involved to let them still feel apart. Man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then, and Therese, let me ask you about MS, because I don't know that much about it. So mm-hmm. is it something that you have to manage daily? You feel one way one day, you feel another the next day? MS has its ups and downs. Um, it is a okay. neurological disorder. Um, you know, I have uh, 14 lesions on my brain and I have five on my spine. And um, when I, I would say that I have my good days and I have my bad days. Um, but I push myself, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of wanting to just shut down, you know, sometimes I will allow myself to rest. But then I feel like sometimes with MS, that when you lay down longer, when you do certain things, it hurts even more when you try to get back up again, mm. you know, to keep moving. So um, MS um, is, is one of those things that um, can really, can really break you if, if you're not, if you're not mentally or spiritually connected with God, because I'm telling you, God, I get all my strength and my source from God mm-hmm. when it comes to this. Um, I, I do not walk in it like I got MS. I don't claim it. Mm-hmm. I know I have it. But I, God is my strength. And I just believe that, you know, by his stripes, I am healed. Even though I may feel like I'm pain, even though I may, I walk as if though he's already done it for me. And so that's my main thing is that, you know, I will not be defeated and I will not let it take me down. I have my moments, but still I get up. Yeah. I rise up. Yeah. See, this is why I was so excited for you to share your testimony with us, because just just this a couple of minutes that you have shared is reaching uh, so many people, maybe someone who is going through, you know, a myriad of things and thinking Mm -hmm. um, the plans that I feel like God has for me because of this situation, because of this pain, because of this Mm -hmm. difference in my life, that's maybe Mm -hmm. a little different from other people. I don't Mm -hmm. think I should step out there and try 
you know, what I'm thinking. But what what you're saying, Antrice, is that the Lord will see you through so many different obstacles. Yes, it doesn't will. matter what they are. Mm-mm. Keep going and do what God has called you to do. You can actually do more than what you think you can. I know that's really true can. for my life, but mm-hmm. yes, I, I love that that's coming across in your testimony. So thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Really. Trust God in all things. I mean, in all things, no matter what, just push, 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 push. Walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. Walk, that is what I believe in. Walk by faith and not by sight. You know, Mm -hmm. faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God, you know, and Mm -hmm. you just have to continue to feed yourself. I just, I believe on when, when you can get a word, you can take that small scripture and feed it to yourself daily. And just yes. on that alone will keep you full. It'll keep you fuller than anything material, anything physical, any, it will keep you full because if your mind, you, God is constantly renewing your mind and creating a clean heart, you know, within you. And you're just constantly putting your trust in him and he's smiling on that, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like, okay, you know, I trust you. And I mean, I have moments, I'm not going to lie where I, I do. I'm like, Really, God? <laughs> yes, yes. Really? Yes. Is that mm-hmm. what we're doing today? <laughs> you know, and he's kind of like, and you can get through it. I need you to be a vessel. I need yes. you to speak for me. Yeah. I need people to look at you and say, if she can do it, I can do it. And mm-hmm. I just told I just told people out there, you know, don't give up on your dreams. Don't let the physical things that you deal with stop you. If God has given you something to do, do it. Amen. Do it. Do it. Amen. Don't live your life in a box wishing and hoping that you would have did, mm-hmm. you know, A, B, C, mm-hmm. or D. When God is simply telling you, you can do all things through him. I can yeah. do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And, you know, Antrese, I, I, I encourage people... Um, if, if you're having trouble starting, mm-hmm. think, think small mm-hmm. and allow the Lord to blow it up into, into something big. Like he takes care of all of the hugeness yes. and all of the things, the ways that he wants to reach people um, by his spirit. But you just think small. So I want to know, um, mm-hmm. what was the process like for you when you were writing your first play? Like go back to number one. What was that process? When I was writing my first play, it was mm-hmm. it was it was one of those things where I was I had the vision, but I didn't know where I was going to get where I was going to get the resources from, mm-hmm. funding, you know, trying to get people to believe in my vision and 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 understand what I was trying to do was probably the most difficult thing for me, and even now, you know, getting funding, trying to pushing, trying to get the support, trying to get people to understand and see that was the main thing, um, the main issue for me um, when I when I did my first production, um, which was Remember Me. Um, and I was, I had never done it before. So it was kind of one of those things. God gave me the vision and I just, I flowed with my heart, you know, and when I tell you, I was writing. I wrote my first script down on a piece of paper, and I I got this just to be funny, but it looked like this. Yes, yes, yes. 
A paper with no, just three like, words written. Yes. It was like, girl, I, I wrote a line right here and I wrote a line, this is you right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and everybody was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, just flow with it. But I thank God that he sent me people. And I, I'm, I'm, oof, I'm getting chills just thinking about this. <laughs> God will send you people that will direct you. You know, I had a friend, um, he's also in the in the film um, industry, and his name is Theo Bray. And mm-hmm. um, he's an amazing actor and everything. And he he does, he's doing, he's doing his thing. Yes. And um, he gave me some tools and was just like, you need to use this program. You need to use this. Mm-hmm. And just a matter of God sending you and connecting you to someone else who has a heart to share with you, to help guide you. It was a blessing for me because at that moment, I took that small nugget that he gave me and I made a 50 piece out of it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I diced that nugget up and I <laughs> and I made a 50 piece out of it. And I was able to give something to everybody and they were able to grab hold to it and go with it. But I would tell anybody that it, it's one of those things is tedious. You know, you have you cannot stop once you start it. You have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And when I did that first, um, when I did that first production, um, I was I blew blow myself away, even with the makeup, because you know, I do a lot of the I do all the makeup, I do everything, and I'm real a, a real visual type person. So even my husband, which I've been married for 19 years, so he has been me and my creative side, he's just been like, What do you got planned next? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> I even when I would take my my vision to him and tell him about, you know, what my what my idea is, he's like, okay, so how much is this going to cost? You know, my family did, right. has done a, a lot of sacrificing, a lot of sacrificing um, financially. Everything so far as my company has came strictly from my household. I haven't, I didn't start with any funding. I didn't start with anything. And even to this day, it still comes from my household. And when we do something, I used to feel Mm -hmm. so bad after I would do a play because I'm like, the play was good. Yeah, it was good. It was great. People were were delivered. Somebody was found great. Someone, but I came home empty because I felt like my family I felt like I robbed my family even though as a family we're sacrificing together to get the vision out there and to do it it's one of those things where I didn't even think about that to begin with I just said okay God gave me an assignment I gotta do it but I didn't think about the effects that it would have had on my family on my children that what we would have to go without or whatever but I will say this God still provided. God mm-hmm. still came in and made a way out of no way. I did all 16 plays and I have not made one profit off of any play. Hmm. And people will be like, well, why, well, why did you keep doing it? Because at the time I'm doing it within ministry at my church, you know, and I attend the church of Philadelphia in Fort Worth, Texas, my Bishop Ontario Jones, he gave me my first yes. He gave me my first yes, you know, and with that, yes, I say, you know what, Lord, okay, this is you. 
And but every time I did one, every time we put one on, like I say, it was a sacrifice for me and my family. But when I tell you, God still blessed us and kept our head above water. Mm-hmm. And today, here we are, a company, you know, mm-hmm. a, a a a beginning company, you know, still pushing, still trusting God that He's going to put our name in the wind and constantly where we can reach the world. I just don't want to reach this my city. I want to reach the world because Amen. the world needs to know God. You know, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And that is my mm-hmm. job, you know, as a vessel for God to reach those hard places and those crevices that some people don't want to go down into. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I just tell anybody, keep the faith because it does, it gets rough. You know, if you get disappointed because you don't have the support, you know, in some places coming from, you know, close family or friends, because a lot of people just probably think that, you know, oh, you're just doing something for fun. You know, mm-hmm. no, it's not just for fun. This is God. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this yes. is ministry, you know, yeah. this is yeah. ministry. And so yeah. I'm just... Keep pushing, no matter what. Keep pushing. Amen. That yes. that is a great word, and I know we're we're getting close to needing to take a break. But um, I, mm-hmm. I love that. I love ending on that word that yes. you get a word from the Lord and you push through, and you don't let obstacles turn you around, and you don't let um, things that you may see in front of you that it doesn't look like it's going to turn out right. We're going to trust the Lord. Okay, right. so let's take a break, and we'll get back in just one minute. Every Heart, Every Woman, the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host, Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone, to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries as you go to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. You can also go to my website, carlanivens.com. Com, Carla is spelled with a K. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Well, let's jump back into our interview for today. We are having just a wonderful conversation with Antrice Jones. She is the owner, writer, creator, director, and producer of Antrice Jones Productions, LLC. She has written and produced over 16 mind-blowing stage play productions and is currently working on her film and TV series. Though the company is grassrooted right now, it has grown over the last two years, having over 30 actors and actresses on staff, Training and acting boot camps are offered to them to help them mold into greatness. Antrice Jones Productions LLC is known for bringing kingdom to culture. And that is why we are connecting right now, because we both are working, yes, uh, in, in the culture for the good of the kingdom of God. And so her productions give audiences hope, inspiration, and direction. So, Antrice, we were so in just listening to your every word on the first half. So we are so <laughs> looking forward to what you have for us this half of our conversation. Yes. I would love to know about the 
the natural progression that you took from stage plays into TV and film? Woof. When I tell I know you, it's a loaded question, huh? <laughs> when when I tell you, um, I never thought that I, I never thought that I would have actually transitioned over um, into the phase where I am now. I just knew that one of the play productions that I wrote was so heavy, and I just couldn't seem to get the project on stage. And God just dropped it on me and was like. Because it's not. He said, I don't want this on the stage. I want this on TV. And I'm like, mm. on TV? I'm like, I've never done anything on TV. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. And um, at that moment, I just completely stepped out on faith. Um, me and my family had a house fire and we lost everything. And um, we were staying with um, some good friends of ours. And we, uh, I was at a moment where I was just like, you know, I cannot believe that we just lost everything, you know? And I'm like, God, you know, what do you want me to do? And he was like, well, I want you to go get your DBA. I want you to go get your DBA Mm -hmm. and I want you to start your company, start my company. And so at that point I, I went and did that. I went and did that. And me and my family, we, we only had a certain amount of money left. And we were supposed to either get a house or I don't know what we we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I tell you this, even now, just sitting here, I feel like we were in a waiting room. Have you ever had a waiting room moment with God where you're like, okay, God, is it my turn? Are you ready to see me now? You know? Mm-hmm. And that was a waiting room experience for us. And in that waiting room, I told my husband, I said, I think God wants me to turn this play into a film. And I said, but it's going to require us using the last of what we have in order to get it done. And he was like, well, you know, if God laid it on your heart, he said, let me pray about it. He said, and I'll let you know. And he prayed about it, talked to God. God sent him back to me. <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So we began to we began to start the process for our the film. What was hard was when you're used to doing stage play, you're used to talking out, you know. Yeah, yeah. But when you're doing film, you're not, you're not doing that. It's more right here. Camera, Mm -hmm. the camera is doing the work. You don't have to do all the yelling and projecting and things like that. Of course you have action packed stuff, you know, and things like that. But that was a transition for me, myself and my actors, because the same people who have been in all 16 of my stage plays, they have been on this journey with me this entire time. Mm -hmm. And even with me doing my TV series and doing the the film, it was a transition for me to transition them. I had to transition in order for them to transition. Sometimes as a leader, you know, if if the people that are following you don't see the shift in you, they can't shift either. 
And so I had to shift mentally. I had to shift even spiritually because it seemed like while we were doing these assignments that we were all being attacked. Like, I don't care. I was like, we were being attacked left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. And I'm just like, God, is this message not what's going on? And God is just like, I need you to just push through Mm -hmm. no matter what. You got to push through. You got to push through. You got to pray. You got to get them on one accord with you. Y'all got to pray as a unit. Y'all got to, y'all got to seek me as a unit. You know, you have to be one with this project, with this assignment together. So after going through months of trying to transition, it was, it was a process because going from stage, from being an actor on a, in a stage play, going to film, it was a transition and God put me again in the midst of some other great people who had to bring that to my attention as a director. I had to, not only, I had to learn that there's a difference between directing a stage play and directing a film. Two Mm -hmm. totally different categories here. And so I had to teach myself, you know, hey, you know, what does, what, what things do I have to do differently Besides just because, you know, even though I write everything, I write everything, I write everything, I direct everything. It was it still was a challenge, you know, to understand the the process so far as the cameras stand in your block. Try not to move as, you know, stage plays, you know, you're so used to moving across and moving right, back and forth. Right. But when you're on film, it's repetition, you know, it's this spot, this block, (laughs) don't move, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, but they get it now, you know what I'm saying? They get it now out of all the fussing and directing and everything like that, you know, they get it now and they're better for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been some days where we have had some long, tiresome rehearsals and everything, because it's one of those things where you have to embed it. Not just here, you got to embed it here mm-hmm. in your heart. When you embed that transition in your heart, you can flow. But, but up here, the mind is the devil's workshop. <laughs> you can, he'll be up there. You, why is she talking to you like that? Why do you have to do this? And why do you have to do that? But if you put it here, you know that you're here for purpose. You know that mm-hmm. you're here because together, We have to bring this message across to an audience because somebody's soul is counting on it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a time Mm -hmm. to be in self. It's a time to be in your character and to become who is on this paper, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that, you know, um, I think that the cast now, um, even if, you know, because we still are going to do stage plays and stuff like that. You know, the pandemic is kind of, wearing and tearing on everything so far right. as stage play productions and things like that. But um, this cast, even in the midst of rehearsals, are so engaged, you know, mm-hmm. um, the actors and actresses are phenomenal. And I, people have asked me, you know, well, you're going to do, um, you know, auditions for your stage plays and your films or whatever. And I, and I, and I have it. I have it. I'm going to tell you why <clears throat> I am a heart person. Mm-hmm. I feel that if you have the heart to do something, that's all it takes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I could take I could take a person who has never acted before if they have the heart to say, you know, I've never acted before, but I really want to do it. My heart is in. I really want to do it. I could take that person and mold them into what I need them to be if they are willing, if their heart is in the right place, and that's what they're that's what they're wanting to do. And so the transitioning from the stage place to the film, it took them having heart to be able to have it, to make that transition, just like with anything in our life, in order to make the transition, you got to have a change of heart. You have to have, it has to be a heart move, Mm -hmm. not a mind move, a heart move. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's just one thing that, um, that I took from one of my actors because she actually told me that I asked her, I said, you know, what do you have to bring to the table? And I'm looking at her and she's like, heart. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Okay, you know, and I and that's res- that resonated with me, and I just was like, oh my god, you know, I never thought about that. You know, you can mm-hmm. be, you can, you can be like, you know, why does that man come to the church every day and sweep outside around the church? Because he has a heart to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With no pay, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just have a heart to do it. I have a heart to do it because I feel like God is going to bless me even in the midst of. He's going to bless. He's going to provide for me even in the midst of. And that that was another factor that kind of bothered me too was the fact that even though we were doing the stage plays and we hadn't accrued any funding or hadn't been paid or anything, these actors remain with me. Even going into this, we're walking by faith, praying that God is going to send us that one yes to walk into that door to be able to get a deal and have this powerful, our powerful series and everything on the networks. I said, God, that's how you're going to do this. Yes. Only way to get it to the world is through the TV, through the social media, because because people are so Netflix. Hulu, you right. know, that's, that's our world, you know? Right. And I was like, you know, and then with COVID coming, it was just like, um, you know, it, it's bad, you know, that COVID has came because it has really broken and been devastating for a lot of families and people around the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, but if you don't see God in the midst of this, something, something is terribly wrong, you know? Amen. God does Amen. not just allow things to happen for no reason. Yeah. God wants us to wake up. Know him. Know him know as him. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Trust him in the midst of it all. Mm-hmm. And even in that transition from stage plays to the film, just like in this pandemic, I had to trust him. Mm-hmm. I had to trust him, um, even when it hurt the most, even when even when I couldn't believe, you know, some of the things that were being said, the laughing, the you know, the 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 whatever you think of that was just negative vibes. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that God, I have to trust you, no matter what. In in the midst of yeah. losing family, I just in September, 
September, let's see, August, going into September, I lost my grandfather the last week of August. Then I lost my grandmother two weeks after that. Mm. Then I lost my uncle the day after her funeral. Then I lost, you know, um, um, another client. And, you know, it just was back to back to back to Mm -hmm. back to back. And God is just like, I'm still here. Even in the midst of it all, I'm still here. While you transition over to the next, even in the process of learning, I'm still here and I'm with you. And so that transition again from the stage plays to, you know, to film in now, I'm trusting the process. Amen. I'm trusting the process. Amen. Well, Antrice, you said so much and, and you gave us a lot of leadership nuggets as well. My husband and I are, are huge on leadership nuggets because a lot of times people will look at, um, you know, they'll look from the outside and look at you and see what you're doing. And they will assume, number one, that you understand every single step when you literally are walking by faith and you are praying uh, every night, getting up every morning, praying some more and saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? How do I get this done? That's right. number one. Number two, people think that you just do this, you know, that it just right. happens and that <laughs> there's supposed to be no trouble. There's supposed to be no spiritual trouble. And mm. a lot of times we don't even get ourselves ready. We don't, we're not in our word enough. We don't have a great word from the Lord. Like you said, that we repeat to ourselves to stay full in these seasons where we're bringing something to life. You have to be ready because you are going to get, um, obstacles from outside, from what you see, Mm -hmm. and you're going to get obstacles inside. You're going to get obstacles thrown at you, spiritual forces who do not want the word of the Lord to go forth. And Mm -hmm. you have to pull everybody together, leaders, everybody knows this. Mm -hmm. You have to pull everybody together. You have to rehearse to yourselves. This is who God is. And this is why we're doing this. And then, like you said, we have to deliver these things, put these, mm-hmm. put this word and put what we're doing um, in our hearts so that it comes out like is this seamless thing that really mm-hmm. gets to the heart of, of the people that, that are receiving mm-hmm. the word from the Lord. So, Antrees, you said so much. I was so excited by everything that you said. You <laughs> gave us a lot of leadership nuggets. I love that. I love that. So, mm-hmm. Antrees, let's talk about the subjects that you tackle in your productions. Cause you and I, we were talking over the break. Um, mm-hmm. You are bringing kingdom to culture. So that means that you are going to be in the midst of all of the things that maybe we don't want to talk about. And that we think, well, should church people, you know, talk about this. Should we put this in this production? You are doing that. Talk to us a little bit about the subjects that you tackle mm-hmm. in your productions. Yes. And I'm going to tell you um, what really kind of pushed me um, with the kingdom, bringing kingdom to culture was my bishop, <clears throat> Ontario Jones. He um, he talked about that all the time, you know, with us bringing kingdom to culture and how we're going to reach the world. And I, I would sit and I would be like, you know what? I bet you someone sitting in this church has been molested. Mm-hmm. I bet you someone in this church, you know, has, um, has, you know, is dealing with a child that's dealing with this rebellious, you know, 
I bet you someone in this church is dealing with abuse. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we think because we come to church that everything is perfectly fine in a person's life. But we all have flaws when we come into those doors. My former pastor would always tell us that the church was a hospital. It is. It's a place for healing. It's a place to come and to heal from those wounds from the world. But sometimes even when they come into the church, they're still wounded, even in the midst of. But I have taken that and I said, you know what, Lord, I want to reach those women who have been abused. I want to reach those women, boys and girls, because it ain't, it's not just girls, you know, they get molested or, you know, anything like that. It's boys too, you know, that experience that, you know, um, I want to reach um, the, you know, the gang violence, you know, the, the, the killing, the, um, oh my God, the, uh, the homosexuality, the, the, you know, lesbianism, the, um, you name it, anything Mm -hmm. that people would stand up in front of the church and be like, if you know how, you know how sometimes people open up the doors of church and people come down and try to give a testimony. Some people like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's too much. We don't want to hear that. (laughs) Yes. Don't say that in church. (laughs) God is probably like, now, wait a minute. They're coming because they need, they need help. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But mm-hmm. that's the problem, you know. The church got a has a block up and made it seem like it's not okay, you know. And so here I am. I come along <laughs> mm-hmm. and I say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna read. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on these topics, whether people like it or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch bases on it, you know. Even in the midst of my plays and my plays, I do in the church, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. I did in the church, even though I'm kind of limited to a certain degree because of the four walls, you know, I still attack those issues because there are husband and wives who deal with problems when it comes to finances. There are husband and wives who deal with problems when it comes to their children, when it comes to, um, you know, just the, the, the lack of, um, you know, um, supporting one another and agreeing, you know, when it comes to things, you know, money, sex, you know, mm-hmm. you name it, you know. And sometimes we just be like, oh my God, we can't talk about that. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? It's in the Bible. Everything that we, I don't care what it is, it is in the Bible. You know, with your, um, people will be like, you know, well, they don't talk about, you know, porn in the Bible. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They just weren't making movies. But <laughs> they do. That's why when God addressed the men that were sleeping with the men, the sodomizing, things like that, that goes on in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God said, do not put me in a box because the world needs me. Mm-hmm. The world needs me. And I just feel like that, even in, in those, I'm going to tell you, often one of my, in my film, um, I, I call it Lucifer Song. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in the process of filming it and, you know, we ran across some issues or whatever. So we're going to probably recast and, and start refilming for it, you know, again um, in 2021. But it's surrounding youth. 
and spiritual warfare against our youth. Mm -hmm. And I, all the kids in in this film, they die. Hmm. They're like, why did the kids die? Well, spiritually, they are dead. Mm -hmm. Just because their parents are spiritual doesn't mean that they're spiritual. Just because their parents have a strong relationship with God doesn't mean they have a strong relationship with God. And it's just one of those things where I feel like that the enemy, that the enemy ministers to our our kids through music. You know, a lot of people are like, you know, well, why do you think that? Because Lucifer was the minister of music. (laughs) Lucifer was the minister of music. You know, why wouldn't he? continue to reach, you know, the kids through music and everything. Like think of, think about how powerful music is, you know, how much impact it has, you know, on our kids and what they do with the violence and the killing, you know, things like that, you know, it's just one of those things that as a playwright, as a writer, that I feel like those things need to be addressed across the board. And Therese, I, your mind, the way your mind thinks about things and thinks about scripture and thinks about culture, I mean, it's this is what we need for, for today. So I know that we are running out of time. Can you tell us how to follow you? How can we get in touch with you and follow your work? Yes, you can always follow me on my website, entreesproductions.com. Also, you can go on Facebook, at Antrice Jones Productions. You can also follow me on Instagram at Antrice Jones Productions. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Mrs. AJ Playwright. Um, I I am so open and um, please also, if you want to support um, Antrice Jones Productions, you can also support us at our $10 Dream Fundraiser on GoFundMe. Just put in $10 Dream fundraiser and it will come up and um i'm telling you we look forward to impacting the world we just praying for god for that one yes amen amen i love it and trees thank you so much for joining us today we have enjoyed you thoroughly everyone have a great week we'll see you back here next week